never know who's gonna be your your nemesis for the day in an affectionate <laughs> way i guess <laughs> that you should call this podcast dealing with your nemesis is nemesis 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 Anyway, I think I think we're done. Great, that sounds good. Surprise! We are coming back at you with a bonus episode this season called Surviving the Holidays. So these are just some tips and some things that we have found helpful for our own survival of the holidays because there tends to be sort of an air of like everything needs to be happy and celebratory and so um, things aren't always that way as we know or they might feel that way in one given moment and not in the next and so um, just some some helpful, hopefully helpful things to uh, help you and hopefully help you feel seen as you navigate the holidays. So, are we ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right, I'm going to start with a little question, a little icebreaker question. Okay, what is your favorite thing about the holidays? Hmm. I mean, this is probably obvious, but depends upon the holiday. Uh... I have always, since I was a little kid, I've really enjoyed like opening Christmas presents. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, if I'm honest, that was always really uh, fun. I also, I enjoy just like the time off work and to be able to be and like everything else shuts down those days. And that's, there's something really refreshing um, about that. So I think more than the present part that I love, particularly when I was a kid, the slowness of the holidays to some extent although sometimes they can be really busy and fast-paced and all that stuff like not having to work like there's not all these other things like when you go on vacation or other things that sometimes there's like oh all this stuff is going on away from me like it's it's just it's just the holidays like everywhere and I like that what about you um, I really love to bake and to cook. And so I'm going to say the food is like one of my favorite things about the holidays is just like that meal that can transport you back to a moment in time or um, something that you I like like to work with my hands. And so I don't make like one thing I make every year is yeast rolls, but I don't really make that throughout the year. And so um, because I would just eat yeast rolls all the time if I could. That's the yeast of your problems, Carly. Every time. Um, I'm on a roll. I also really love to bake things like pies and desserts. And so I love that about the holidays because I don't do that, at least not like all in one fell swoop as much as I do um, around the holidays. So yeah, what's one of your least favorite things about the holidays? How busy they are. So that might be the flip side of the like things kind of slowing down or there not being as many things to do. Sometimes holidays like end up being a lot of traveling and running around and 
going to and from places and not being at your own home and which is fun sometimes but like having to travel a lot like it's fun to see everybody but sometimes that can be um you can end up feeling more exhausted at the end of it than you do at the beginning um and so sometimes that's something that is one of my maybe least favorite things about the holidays um but that said it's still great to be able to see everybody and that's important yeah but yeah you like yeah i end up tired and exhausted and yeah all the things i can hear the like but i love it don't <laughs> worry everyone in what yeah mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. which i can relate to so much so one of my least favorite things about the holidays is the expectations and navigating so many different expectations i am a recovering people pleaser and very much still recovering and Mm. so um it's you can't satisfy everyone's expectations and then often when you end up focusing so much on that you lose your own self and what you Mm -hmm. want and so that's my least favorite thing about the holidays yeah and that's a hard thing to balance like where is the appropriate place to self-sacrifice um, for the sake of others and for being there with family and all that kind of stuff. Um, and where's the place to like try to take care of yourself. And that depends on the season that you're in and, um, yeah, what your family situation is, uh, extended family, how often y'all get together, uh, your immediate family, all the, all those things factor into that sort of, sort of decision. Um, and sometimes, uh, it seems to me if you are single, and then even also like married with no kids, there's even higher expectations at times on people than when there are kids, because to some extent you have kids and then people expect that you have other things that you have to do mm-hmm. um, that are also important. But if you don't have, it's like, well, why don't you drop everything to be there for the, you know, <laughs> for the other people? Yeah. And, and that's hard. Yeah, it is so hard. And I think that's a perfect segue into kind of what we're thinking about today, which is just different situations that different people might be feeling during the holidays. And so the thing that you mentioned is if you're single or sometimes married without kids and navigating the holidays, um, I think that it can feel lonely and it can feel like um, there's there can be a lot of expectations from different family members if you celebrate with family. Um, about why you might not have what they think you should have mm. at that point in your life. And so one of the things we were thinking about was definitely those awkward conversations you have with some family member that you only see once every six months that decides to ask you a super invasive question. And so what advice do you have for something like that? Yeah, I think it depends uh on your circumstance and on your family relationships. Uh, Some families are more prone to just, like there's a safety in being able to talk about those types of things. Um, And so if that's the case and you are comfortable with it, it's not always a bad thing to say, hey, what you're asking is something that is hard for me. Um, I'm not really feeling like talking about it right now uh, because it's, it's, difficult and that's a totally fine thing to be able to say it's also something that if you want to and it's up to you you are able to talk to them about it it's up to you uh sometimes my way of responding to something if i'm just like not feeling like going there i respond with humor so if it was like you know 
just a hypothetical example, when are y'all going to have kids? And it's like your grandma. Well, when you have another kid, grandma, you know what I mean? Like if that's your relationship, I think it just, it, it depends. So sometimes you can kind of deflect a little bit with, um, humor in a way that kind of says, Hey, I don't want to have this conversation, but keeps it still lighthearted because you also don't want to make their feel that like there's this awkward tension for the three to 10 hours that you're together. Um, and so sometimes humor can also be a way of doing that. But I think it honestly depends a lot on your relationship yeah. there. But if you know the question's coming, you can think through also like, what might I say if I get, uh, if I get asked this? Um, and sometimes it's stuff that you're willing to talk about with somebody, just maybe not them. And that's also okay. Yes. What would you say? I would say really similar things. I think uh, the key at the end of what you're saying is like, I mean, you pretty much know, you've probably already experienced that from whoever is going to ask you or the multiple people that may ask you or comment on your life. And so having um, some tools in your tool belt ahead of time to really help you navigate those situations. Yes, I tend to go towards sarcasm and humor as well. Um but also, I think sometimes it's okay to gently say, like, hey, I don't really want to talk about that today. That is something that's hard for me. Or, you know, I mean, however much of yourself you want to invest in that. But, mm-hmm. you know, I do think it's, at least for me, I often feel like I have to make the other person feel comfortable. But it's like, if the question is uncomfortable, then, like, why do we need to comfort them, you know, sure. in a lot of ways. I'm the one feeling uncomfortable yeah. here. Yeah, and so if they feel awkward after your response, then, you know, that's for them to, to navigate. So don't be, like, unkind or disrespectful, but... Yeah, don't be like, none of your beeswax, <laughs> Grandma. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unless you'd find you that funny. You could try that technique, see how it works out. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how respectful that one would be, <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, and that's what's hard sometimes with family members, too, particularly when they're older family members. They have known you a really, really, really long time, uh, and they knew you really well when you were a little kid and probably keep up with you via your parents. And so though you may not feel that close to them anymore, they feel very close to you. And in a sense, they kind of are. But a lot of your memories with them that they might hold to as being dear are things that are just no longer in your memory or your formative memory and you are or not in your formative memory in your like longer term stuff that you can actually recall from um and so that also factors into it as well you may feel like i don't know them and you might not know them that well but they in a real sense keep up with you if they're followers of jesus maybe have been praying for you for years and years and years um and so their questions aren't always ill intentioned yeah, definitely. I think it depends on the person and it depends on your relationship with them. Um, and then some people are safer for those type of responses than others because yeah. some people respect boundaries and some people don't. And so you could also turn that around and just ask them a question instead, you know, like, when are you going to have, you know, when are you going to have kids or whatever? Oh, well, when did you have kids? What made you decide that was the time to have kids? What was that like for you? You can just flip it and take it actually as an opportunity to learn from the other person. Oh, that's good. So um, that keeps the conversation open, but it flips it. I don't know that I've tried that one that much, but I might try that next time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. No, I think that's good. I think, yeah, just 
as much as you can prepare for that ahead of time and knowing what you would would want to respond with or at least the feel of what how you want to respond it won't catch you off guard as much and i feel Mm -hmm. like when you get caught off guard that's when opportunities you know either like lashing out because you're like i really didn't want to be reminded of that this holiday season and now i'm super triggered and like it's gonna be hard not to feel this yeah or just like awkwardly you know backing out i don't know uh whatever being prepared ahead of time because i mean unfortunately you probably can't expect that that is going to be a a factor if it Uh has been in the past um knowing a good way for you to get to choose how to handle it um, when you didn't really get to choose that you were being asked the uncomfortable question. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. So the next thing we were kind of thinking about was if you are experiencing loss, um, during the holidays or you've experienced loss and going through the holidays brings up that grief or that missing hole in your family or friends or life. Um, what advice do you have for someone? going through that. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know how super well on that one I'm I'm equipped to be able to answer it cuz most of my I mean, I've been very fortunate like I had great grandparents around until I don't know, maybe 5 years ago um and still have most of my grandparents uh around. Uh but I, I think of when my, my grandma passed away, um, which was uh, right after I graduated from high school. And something I think about a lot with um, grief or a loss of a loved one, there's a song by a guy named Patrick Droney uh, called, I think it's called Glitter. I mean, he says that grief is just like glitter. And almost this idea of like in the holidays, regardless of if your grief is like fresh or if it's been 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, uh, it can kind of be like opening up a present and that present having like glitter on the bow um, and that that glitter gets on you. Uh, And so in a sense, like, I guess my advice would be that expect that the holidays will bring up grief because you have memories associated with people and there's a lot of places for that glittery uh, residue to be. and that that can be sad. That also can be like a celebratory thing of remembering their life. It can be both of those things. Um, it can bring up anger. It can bring up um, a whole range of those things. But I guess my advice would just be expect that it will come up in some way, shape, or form. Don't try to suppress it um, because like glitter, it's there no matter what you do. And it's going to find its way on you with something through a meal, through a present, through company of someone else, um, through pictures, through traditions. Yeah. What advice would you say? Yeah, I think, um, something that is probably woven through all of this advice is definitely like allowing yourself to feel what you need to feel. Hmm. Um, because it can be so like hallmarky about the holidays of like, everything needs to feel happy and or nostalgic or you know celebration or um just ecstatic joy or something but 
obviously we're humans and so that's that's never going to be the case and the more you try to make it the case like I think the more frustrated you'll feel and the more uh, misunderstood you may feel and so mm. acknowledging that those feelings are there and I think the grief actually allows you to have a depth to say like I miss this person because I loved them so mm. much and that really should also be what the holiday is about. And mm. so honoring that in yourself and in anyone else who might be feeling that loss um, and maybe even thinking ahead of time of like, what is a way we can allow that person to be in the room even if they're not here? Yeah. And so whether that be setting them a place at the table or just like spending some time talking about things you miss about that person, um, if that's a safe thing to do in the room um, or just even mentioning like, Hey, like I'm missing this person today and I wish they were here. And, and even mm. just acknowledging that I think can really help with, with what you're feeling. Um, yeah. Because the reality is if you miss them, probably more people in the room do as well. And so, yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, that's what I would say. Hmm. That's really good. Uh, yeah, it reminds me of we had a, we still have a couple traditions at my uh, granddad's house uh, that were started by my great grandma who passed, I don't know how many years ago. Uh, simple things like she would give people towels every year for Christmas because <laughs> everybody needs towels. And a $2 bill, because apparently those were going to be worth more than $2 at some point. Mm -hmm. So we now have amassed a lot of $2 bills awesome. <laughs> that are worth $2 still. <laughs> uh, but like every year, it's like it's a reminder of her and that those like even traditions and things um, are a really beautiful way of keeping their memory alive and that they're still in the room yeah. in some way existing in memory and yeah yeah love lingering on and the people that remember them hmm. so yeah that's good okay so the other thing that we were thinking about was people who might be lonely um during the holidays whether that's circumstantially because you have to work and everybody else is celebrating or you feel like everyone else is celebrating or maybe you don't actually have someone to celebrate with mm -hmm. maybe you're estranged from family maybe you um, have lost a lot of family or just um, are unable to travel for some reason to that or maybe your family just doesn't get together and so how would you suggest navigating that to someone who may be feeling those things I mean as you said earlier Carly like I think just to be able to acknowledge that you even feel those things like, it is a totally normal, I mean, maybe even good response that around the holidays, like, you're feeling lonely <laughs> because we are made uh, not just to be alone, but we're made for community. And so I think acknowledging that and if you can, doing things to help with that. Sometimes you can't. I mean, I know uh, my dad's an ER doc. And so, like, it's just you, you work a certain number of holidays. Like, that's just how that yeah. how that works if you work you know 
don't work Christmas, you're working Thanksgiving or whatever the holiday is. Um, and so uh, I, I think just saying I am feeling lonely and that's okay. That's to be expected. Healthy expectations with that help you know better what to expect. And then secondly, uh, I encourage you to find some like chosen family and maybe you don't feel like you have that yet. Uh, but there are, you're not alone. There are other people who feel the same thing that you do. Um, and, and if I could maybe flip the question for those who maybe have a lot of family close by or things to do or whatever, include people into your family, invite them over for dinner, uh, invite them over for Thanksgiving or for Christmas or yeah. whatever. Um, and I've seen that modeled and it's really, um, beautiful, um, that, yeah. Um, so if you have the resources, whether that's relationally or whatever, um, the encouragement would be to pull people into that. Um, and then I might offer like a third category, which is uh, to quote, I don't, am I allowed to quote Taylor Swift? Um, Please do. Uh, that, that line from I'm, I'm standing alone in a crowded room and we're not speaking and I'm dying to know, is it killing you like it's killing me? <laughs> um, and uh, I'm reminded of that song because as a person who struggled with feeling lonely a lot, but been surrounded by people, one of the things that the holidays does bring up and, and can bring up with family or with other people is you can be with people and still feel incredibly lonely because you don't feel like you're truly seen or known or people see something that's not there in you anymore. Mm. Um, whether that's you're going through a faith crisis or whether that's like your political beliefs have changed or whether that's just because you haven't spent as much time with them or whatever the, the reason is, um, it is also possible to be surrounded by people and feel incredibly lonely and perhaps even wish that you weren't surrounded by people. Mm. Um, and so if you feel lonely and you know you're lonely and you don't have anything to do, so to speak, uh, I would just encourage you to that there are probably other people even whose circumstances might not be the same as yours who may also be feeling lonely. And you may be able to link up in some way, shape, or form, whether that's actually on the holiday or if that's the day after Christmas you go see a movie together or um, Christmas Eve you go to a Chinese buffet. Um, as my family used to do that. Some has done that before because they're open on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you're... Other people also feel lonely, and that doesn't discount it, but if you're brave enough to admit it um, and state it, you actually can be a source of providing community for other people. Yeah, I definitely think that that piece of honoring yourself and acknowledging how you're feeling um, allows you to then be able to say, okay, what can I do um, to help with some of that? It doesn't mean that it's going to go away or that it's magicked away by the holiday spirit or something. Um, you can see my, I think I literally rolled my eyes just then. Um, (laughs) but yes, who around you could you invite in? Like if you are working and you work in the medical profession, like, can you bring in donuts and like, or like wear Santa hats or potluck or something Yeah, Yeah, in the break room, whatever, turkey ears, turkeys don't have ears. Do they? I don't know. Something that. (laughs) <laughs> if you are spending it with coworkers, like how can you guys celebrate together um, so that you can acknowledge like, hey, we're not doing what we might have chosen to do on this day, but let's make the best of where we are. Or mm. yeah, as you mentioned, like finding someone to spend some time with, even if it can't be on the actual holiday, but can you 
watch a Christmas movie and eat takeout with one of your friends or neighbors? Or can you, if you feel like cooking, could you cook for someone or maybe an elderly neighbor that can't get out of their home? Or, you know, there are, there are definitely people around who are wishing the same thing. Um, and then, yes, of course, if you are someone who even feels overwhelmed with the amount of family or expectations that you have. Like who can you invite in who may not actually have that? Because I know living in Nashville, there are so many people who have just moved here Mm -hmm. and maybe they can't afford to travel home for the holidays or maybe their family's too spread out to even do holidays together. Or maybe you just don't want to. Or maybe they don't want to. And yeah, for whatever reason. And so, um, yeah, I think at least extending the invitation and allowing them to choose whether or not they want to. So, mm-hmm. And I think that's what uh, one of the beauties of what the church is meant to be. Uh, I remember a, a line from uh, Oprah wrote this book with uh, Dr. Bruce Perry, I think his name. It was about childhood trauma. It's called What Happened to You. And she was talking about when she initially moved to Nashville and her dad gave her the advice of find a church um, and she basically said, everyone needs to find a church. And what she meant by that was not necessarily like the, what we would refer to as like the, a local body of Christ, uh, like New City Church. Uh, but the principle, I think, is really powerful because what he was saying to her was find your group of people that are going to be with you in good times and bad times. Find the people that are going to become your family uh, away from home uh, or your chosen family, uh, if you will, find those people that you can do life with. And so, yeah, find those people. And, and the hard part is to find those people is also kind of a vulnerable exercise in admitting that you need it. Uh, but you do, and I do, and we do, and we all do. Just some people are brave enough to admit it. Yeah. Yeah. The point I hope that you hear in all of this is that we want you to feel seen and feel mm-hmm. like you're okay no matter what you're feeling like you are okay to feel the things you need to feel and to also um yeah engage with the holidays in the way that you need to it doesn't have to look like uh what tv says it should look like or what you know somebody else may say it needs to look like um so it's okay to not love the holidays and it's okay to to take time to recognize like what is it that I want from this holiday season um, because I think it acknowledges that longing in all of us for things to be different and hmm. so what are some small things that you can do like what are some ways that you might want to celebrate that feels unique to you or um, special to you um, and what are some, you know, is there a dish that you want to take to the family gathering, even though you might eat the same exact same thing every year? You know, those, those kind of silly things as well of just acknowledging that like, hey, I want to show up here in a way too, or I'm bringing someone new into this holiday thing, you know, um, whether that's a spouse or a new boyfriend or girlfriend or something. Like there's, there's always that like tension too of like, oh, well, my family's always done it this way, but recognizing that change always happens. And so, and it's not a bad thing. Like we can learn how to celebrate in new ways and open ourselves up to other people as well. 
So. Yeah, for sure. Anything else you want to end with? Yeah, as we were just, I mean, talking through all this too, there's a lot of things that, I mean, depending on the holidays, you know, we're talking about that the holidays are associated with that may or may not be the central point of the holiday Mm -hmm. itself. And so we're coming up on Thanksgiving and then Christmas. What, like, I mean, Thanksgiving is about Thanksgiving, (laughs) being grateful, Mm -hmm. uh, practices of gratitude, things like that. I mean, and of course, like, it's got a lot of other things. Christmas is ultimately about Jesus and his birth and celebrating that. There's a lot of other stuff that it, that comes with that. Um, and, and so I, I think just even thinking about expectations and the purpose behind these different holidays, like if those are the things that are purposeful in them, what are things that help posture me in a way of being grateful mm. on Thanksgiving? And I think that's true whether you have a great family experience or a not so great family experience. Uh, you know, for some of us, it might be, all right, how do I be thankful and not just be consumed with what I need to buy for people for Christmas with the sales that are starting yesterday now? Um, you know what I mean? Tell me about it. Uh, and hear me. I've, all, I've, I've loved Christmas presents as a kid, so I would, like, give a list to my parents of, like, here's the Black Friday deals and where to get them from so you can maximize on your budget to get me all the right things. And I shop for people that way, too, because I'm like, I can get you the most things and the best things by shopping at these times. Uh, but so sometimes I think the invitation for the holidays, uh, is to also think through the expectations that you have, but also to think through what's the point of all of it. If the point is to give thanks, what are things that help me do that? Um, and if the point of this is remembering Jesus's birth and the greatest gift, um, which is Jesus, like how do we foster that? Um, and, and honestly that I think would cause us all to rethink through some of our, um, traditions and things that we do on the holidays. Um, and so if you are feeling lonely or whatever, like, um, know that that's, I mean, to some extent to be expected, as you said earlier, Carly, like it reminds us of this thing that we do long for this day when all things are made right. And when I don't have to feel like grief about this, that I'm able to like fully be, um, and how can I help create a place for myself and those in my influence that is like that a place where they feel safe and seen and loved and get to remember the point of all these things. Yeah. Sometimes you have power to do that. And sometimes you have absolutely none. Um, but you certainly can do something about your own responses. Yeah. I think it's helpful for me to, to, to remember like it's just a day, you know, mm. and That's so true. these things that, may not even be that enjoyable for us. Like if you can get through the one day of the holiday, like there are so many other days in the year. And so, um, how Hmm. do we remember that as well and put it in perspective because it can become this like giant elephant that I, I think like we can pop that illusion a little bit and just let it be a day on the calendar that we may or may not actually like. That's good. I'm reminded of Ecclesiastes 3 that for everything there's a season, a time for every activity under heaven. Um, and it goes on to list all these different uh, different things that, yeah, it's a season and that season will pass. And sometimes that day, the holiday, the thing that you're dreading may be a source of really great joy for a grandparent or family member who's been having a really hard time. And yes, they might ask you invasive questions or bring up 
politics or say something that you'd completely disagree with, but they haven't seen you in like six months and they've really missed you and think about you all the time and they don't do a whole lot of other things. Sometimes I think even the posture is like, all right, I'm going to exist in this day for the purpose of benefiting these other people who are here. Um, it might not be my favorite, but I know this means a lot to them. And so I'm going to be here. Um, yeah, so it's just that balance of like both self-care and also like yes. self-giving love that, I don't know if we can make it sound easy in talking about it, but it's a much easier <laughs> set than done. Yeah, especially depending on the relationship. That too, mm-hmm. that too. Yeah. So I don't guess that I have anything else. I think that we've covered at least everything. You will have ah! no problems. We didn't talk about politics. We did not talk about that one, how to go about that one. Oh, God. We didn't, we didn't dive into that. That will probably happen. You may also be the person who sometimes brings that up to try to do something. <laughs> my, my family, my Who's family. With me? <laughs> Uh, she's pointing at me. Uh, my family <laughs> likes to argue. Um, is like we've always liked to argue and get into those types of things. Um, so, yeah, sometimes humor also can be a way of doing it. Sometimes just correcting when you need to, listening when you need to. We're not diving into all that, but expect that will come up and be offensive. <laughs> and for people like me, you can say, I would prefer not to talk politics. Thank you. And uh-huh. allow that boundary to be set as well yeah if you're uncomfortable with it i mean some people aren't but i don't like anything that could be potentially divisive or conflict uh invoking Mm. especially uh like a nice meal that people have spent a lot of time on so um that's fair yeah so either way there's no like this is the right way this is the wrong way but if you can learn to honor yourself and honor those around you, mm-hmm. um, I think that is the key. Yeah, being a person of love, loving God with all that you are, loving your neighbor as yourself. Like, once again, easier said than done. Yeah. But like, it. what's the purpose of me bringing this up? What's the purpose of me confronting them or disagreeing with them? What's the purpose of me not saying something and responding to this like harmful, offensive thing that they said? Um, like, am I taking a backseat to a role that I have a, a role to be able to speak truth into this? Um, and then even if you do speak, am I speaking this in a proper manner and heart? What's my purpose? Do I want to be right or do I want to be, you know, I mean, helpful or whatever the, whatever the thing is. There's, once again, it's hard to have like a clear cut, hey, somebody brings this up, you do this or you say this or you don't do this or don't say that. Um, do it's I, chaos, you guys. It's chaos. Yeah, and it's just a day. Well, a couple days over the holidays, but you're going to survive. Um, you're going to survive the season. Like, we survived a whole season of the podcast and then decided to do another episode. <laughs> yeah. I. One last thing I just realized we did not mention is definitely praying about hmm. the day and praying about your interactions and praying yes. about your posture because you. you can't do that on your own. And so it will help you be much more of a person of love if you are even praying for the people you are going to find difficult that day. Um, mm. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Yeah. Man, sometimes that that's your family. I mean, sometimes it is, you guys. Um, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's somebody else's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Someone, a guest that's come in, you know, you just never know who's going to 
be your your nemesis for the day in an affectionate <laughs> way, I guess. <laughs> that you should call this podcast dealing with your nemesis is nemesis nem 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 see a nem 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 your nem Okay. Anyway, I think I think we're done. Great, that sounds good. Well, best of luck on the holidays, and we hope that they are surprisingly beautiful um, and filled with moments with God um, and good ones with other people in addition to the crazy ones. Um, yeah. And you're able to find some rest over the holiday season, even if that looks different than you expect. Yeah. The highs, lows, and in-betweens, Jesus is there with you. So you are loved and you are known hmm. and you are delighted in. Hmm. Amen. 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 Oh.